Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. Psalm 46, for the director of music of the Sons of Korah, according to Alamoth, a song. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, let me ask you, do you feel anxious at the moment? In 2020, there's certainly plenty to worry about. Uh, There's the coronavirus pandemic. Will there be a second spike this winter? Uh, Will I get sick? Will it be serious? What about my elderly relatives? There's the uncertain future. Uh, Maybe you're heading back to school in just over a week for the first time in months, and you just don't know what it's going to be like. Maybe you've been going through the fiasco of getting a place at university for next month. And what's that going to be like? Perhaps you're facing real uncertainty at work at the moment or or some other situation and it just consumes you with worry. I guess how anxious we feel at the moment will depend a lot on our personality, our circumstances, our age, our health. But a recent survey... Uh, reported on by the BBC this week, suggested that one in five people in Britain are experiencing symptoms of depression at the moment. And in many cases underlying that, a deep sense of anxiety and worry, fear gripping our hearts. Uh, for some of us, it'll paralyse us. Uh, for others, it'll, it'll move us into constant nervous activity that we're worried all the time. But what can we say when we feel anxious, worried, fearful? Could being a Christian make a difference to us in that situation? Well, Psalm 46 is a great psalm for us when we're anxious. Um, Just look again at how it begins in verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. 
See, we know from the title that this psalm was written as a worship song for ordinary believers as they gathered in the temple in the Old Testament to sing together. And it's a psalm that holds out a promise that whatever our circumstances, if we know God and remember who he is, it can drive out fear. It can release the paralyzing grip of anxiety on our hearts and calm the butterflies in our stomachs. And so what is it about knowing God that can do this for us? Well, the first thing we see in the psalm is that um, God is our fortress and so we need not fear. God is our fortress, so we need not fear. Uh, Look again at verse 2 with me. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. If you can think back to the last time that you saw real mountains, maybe on holiday or something like that, I can remember going to the Alps a few years ago and They're about the most stable things that you could imagine, aren't they? Mountains. They're huge. They're solid. They're immovable. And yet the picture of the situation here is of the mountains collapsing into a raging sea. Now it's an image of God's creation just being pulled apart. A powerful image Uh, Just think about the creation story back at the beginning of the Bible in Genesis. It describes how God separated the waters and put land in place so that creatures could live on it. And here that's being thrown into reverse as the mountains collapse into a raging sea. Here is circumstances being the worst that they could be. Uh, Creation seems to be on the attack and not ordered and good. And isn't that precisely how it feels, living through a global pandemic? It feels as if ordinary life in this world has been turned upside down. So many of the things we rely on have just collapsed over the last few months and we don't know when life will go back to normal. And yet in that, the writer of Psalm 46 says, we will not fear. Why? Well, it's because God is our refuge and strength. When I was a kid, if I was really frightened, I used to go and hide under my bed. I don't know why, but it just, it felt safe to have this big piece of furniture uh, over my, you know, over, uh, over me as I hid underneath it, to feel secure down there. No one could find me. No one could touch me if I was hiding under my bed. That's how it felt. And that's the picture here. God as a refuge, a place you go to hide from trouble. But of course, in Psalm 46, it's a much more impressive picture than uh, a child's bed to hide under. Because the repeated picture in verse 7 and verse 11 is of a castle, a fortress. Verse 7, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Now, um, I don't know 
if you've got um, a dad, a bit like I am to my family, who drags you to look around castles during your summer holidays. But we went to see um, a castle this summer, a a huge um, stone structure with a moat around it. And you can imagine that if you were living um, in the past and you felt threatened by anything at all, to go into a huge stone structure like that, to, to pull up the drawbridge, to have the moat around you and those huge gates, you'd feel as safe as you could be. And that's the picture in this psalm. God is like that. God is a God that you can go to to keep you safe and secure, like a fortress. And of course, when anyone becomes a Christian, we already have this safety and security. Uh, The Bible talks about um, when you trust Jesus, being in Christ. It's like we're, we're spiritually connected to him. He becomes our fortress, our safety. Because we're in Christ, we can know that God smiles on us, that he loves us, that he'll welcome us, and that he'll keep us secure all the way to heaven. Often that's a truth that's unconscious to us when we first become Christians, But in times of trouble, in times when we're afraid, we go to God in prayer. We're reminded of who he is as we read the Bible and we become conscious that we have a God who is a refuge, a fortress. And so we do not need to be afraid. One commentator translates verse 1, God is our refuge and strength. A help you can find when you need it. And that's the God we have in the Lord Jesus. A help we can find when we need it. Like a fortress to protect us, to keep us safe within his purposes. Of course, it doesn't mean that Christians will never get coronavirus. We, we can't claim that and must never teach that or, or listen to those who do. But God will keep us safe within his purposes. Nothing will happen to us that is not within his plan and purpose. And and secondly, we see that God is our fortress, so our home is secure. God is our fortress, and so our home is secure. Have a look down at verse 4 with me. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. The holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of dawn. Uh, Did you notice the contrast to the last section in that description? You see, you have a picture of the whole world falling apart as mountains collapse into a raging sea. And then here in this next section is a city that will not fall. And the, rivers aren't ra- the waters aren't raging. It's a river bringing refreshment, life and joy flowing inexhaustibly through the city. And of course, the key difference is, verse 5, that God is within us. God is our fortress. He's there to keep us safe. Now, of course, in the Old Testament, the city of God that's being described here was the city of Jerusalem. 
But of course, the promise here in Psalm 46 goes beyond anything that was ever fulfilled in the the historical city of Jerusalem in ancient Israel. Uh, Jerusalem was one of the only cities in the ancient world that didn't actually have a river running through it. Um, If you read the Bible, they had to go out to the well of Siloam for water. And yet here is a picture of a city with a river that flows full of life and refreshment and joy. Because it's a picture of the city of Jerusalem becoming like the Garden of Eden at the beginning of the Bible. The place where God dwelled with his people in perfect relationship, perfect safety and security. And the Old Testament prophets, like Ezekiel, promised that there would one day be a new city of God where that perfect relationship with God and security was possible, where um, waters of refreshment, God's spiritual blessing flowed out. And when Jesus came onto the pages of history... He said to a Samaritan woman by a well in John 4 that whoever came to him, he would give waters that welled up within them inexhaustibly to eternal life. We read in John 7 that he was talking about the Holy Spirit. And so you see, whenever someone becomes a Christian, we get the first taste of what Psalm 47 promises a new relationship with God that's completely secure, the the refreshment of his Holy Spirit. And we experience it as we read the Bible and as we pray to him in reality now, a taste of that city. But of course, the New Testament goes on to say that this perfect city of security, this perfect relationship with God will only finally be fulfilled When Jesus comes back, uh, the Bible ends in Revelation 21 and 22 with a picture of the city of God, with the streams of refreshment and life flowing through it. And Jesus is there, and so are believers, and he'll wipe every tear from our eyes that day when we'll see Jesus as he is. You see, Psalm 46 says that we have a secure home. We experience a taste of it now, but one day we'll enjoy it in its fullness. And of course, Hebrews 12 says that we are guaranteed a place there already. There's a sense in which spiritually we've already come there. A few years ago, I I went on a a short-term project overseas to a developing country, and I had a wonderful time while I was there. I really enjoyed meeting um, uh, Christians from another culture and doing what I could to encourage them. It was a huge encouragement to me as well. I learned loads, and, and I loved it there, but I didn't quite love it enough that I was willing to give up my British passport and apply for citizenship in that country. Actually, if I'm honest, one of the things that gave me a great sense of security while I was there was knowing that if anything went wrong, I could still get home to the country I was from, that I still had that British passport and citizenship. And more than that, if things went really wrong, actually I knew that the British government could act to help me because I was one of their citizens. 
Do you see, the Bible says that if you're a Christian, you have a dual citizenship because you might live here in Sheffield or wherever you're from, but your true home is in that heavenly city, the new Jerusalem with God. Your place there is secure and you already get help from there today by his Holy Spirit, keeping you safe and secure, refreshing you spiritually as you prayerfully read his word. And I wonder if one of the reasons that 2020 has been so hard for so many of us, has made us so anxious and worried and so fearful, is because actually it's exposed a lot of the other things that we think will keep us really secure. A lot of the things here on earth that we look to, to um, make life uh, feel safe. You know, I can remember back in February, um, reading the news reports about coronavirus and, and just sort of saying to myself, well, surely that's not going to happen here in Britain. I was so used to reading on my newsfeed about disasters that happened all over the world, but, but not here. And yet the last few months have shown up how many of those things that we look to for safety just can't hold up. You know, I read um, this week that um, the, statistically the best way to stay safe from coronavirus is to have wealth. Uh, that, was in, um, that was in the news this week, um, that if you want to stay safe from coronavirus, statistically the best thing you can do is, is be wealthy. But of course we know that's not really true, don't we? There's no disease that respects your affluence or position in society. Having money won't keep you off a ventilator. And death certainly doesn't respect the things that we try to rely on to keep us safe. But here is a God who promises us a true home and who by his spirit will let nothing stop him from getting us there. He helps us on the way. You see, we don't need to be afraid when all of these other safety blankets get torn off if we look to this God and see who he is and look forward to the secure home with him that he promises and that we enjoy the first taste of by his spirit. God is our fortress and so we have a secure home. But then finally, in the third section of the psalm, we see that God is our fortress so we must trust him to bring peace. God is our fortress, so we must trust him to bring peace. Verse 8, come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. You know, it's a terrifying picture of God's power, isn't it? That he's able to, well, he's able to defeat anyone who stands against him. Let me be honest with you, when I was in secondary school, I didn't really enjoy rugby. Now, no offence, if you're a great lover of that game, it's no problem with the sport itself. It's just that when I was growing up, I was very tall and very thin, and the last thing that you want to be on the rugby pitch is the really lanky kid with really long legs. 
It's the definition of a target. But I learned quite early on in secondary school rugby that there was really one key to survival. And that was another guy in my year who, um, he was one of those kids who'd hit his growth spurt a lot earlier than everyone else. And so at 13 years old, he was already about 20 stone and huge. And if you wanted to survive, if you wanted to win at secondary school rugby, the key thing was to be on the same side as that guy because he was huge. He was unstoppable. And you see, that's the message of the last section of Psalm 46. The God of the Bible, the God who's made himself known in Jesus Christ, is the unstoppable power. No one can stand against him ultimately. Uh, Verses 8 and 9 point us back. They say, come and see what God has already done. Read the Old Testament and see how again and again, when people and nations stand against God, God wins. God brings justice. He rights every wrong. He makes wars cease. And you see, the point is this. We know because God has raised Jesus from the dead that Jesus will return and that God will bring about justice. He will right every wrong. Ultimately, he will hold every life to account and he will fix everything that is broken in our world. And so Psalm 46 says, verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, I've, I've heard this verse um, taught out of context lots of times before as basically something like this. When you feel stressed, when you feel anxious and afraid, when you're too busy and there's just too much going on, what you need to do is find some quiet space and block out all of the distractions and have a quiet moment with God. Be still and know that he's God. And of course, actually, that can be really difficult to do because if we feel genuinely anxious and afraid, how do you push that to one side? It grips you and and it can feel so difficult to create that quiet from within ourselves. But you see, of course, That's not what Psalm 46 is saying at all. Now, in context, this is a call to lay down our arms, to stop fighting, to stop rebelling against God. Be still means stop what you're doing. Desist, cease, pay attention. Lay down your weapons at Jesus' feet. And trust him. Know that he is God. Now, of course, some people rebel against God in a very obvious and um, open way. You know, you might think about the new atheists raging against the idea that there's a creator. But it's worth asking the question, isn't it? Does my restless anxiety and worry... Does it come from a desire to be God of my own life? You know, if I wear the crown in my life, 
I'm the one who calls the shots and I'm the one who keeps me safe, then I'm going to feel very anxious because it all depends on my own resources to fix my problems and face my fears. And 2020 of all years shows me how unable I am to do that. And Psalm 46 urgently calls us to stop, to stop our anxious, rebellious self-rule and to place our worries and our crowns at Jesus' feet. Take the crown off your head and place it at his feet. Be still and know that I am God. I see, we don't have to create quiet from within ourselves and have this peaceful moment with God. No, what we do is bring all of our fears and anxieties and and lay them at his feet, praying to him, Lord, I, I want to stop trying to fix everything myself and be the ruler of my own life. I want you to be God. Teach me to trust you to keep me safe and to get me to my secure heavenly home. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We don't need to be afraid. We have a secure home, but we must trust him. Let me mention two things as I close. Uh, Firstly, it might be that you're listening to this service today and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian. You're just, you're having a look and um, taking the opportunity while it's online to do that. And if that's you, let let me say to you, this passage is a great window into the difference that knowing God can make to a person's life. Your fears and anxieties, if you know Jesus, there is something you can do with them. That as you look to him and know him better, well, this psalm promises that it releases the grip of fear and anxiety on your heart. But it's also a window into the urgency of the teaching of Jesus. Because you see, God is God. He will hold every person to account for our lives he will right every wrong and the reality that Jesus taught is that every one of us has sinned against him but wonderfully Jesus came and lived a perfect life and died a perfect death in our place so that we can be forgiven so that he can be our refuge our fortress to keep us safe against everything that we face, to keep us safe against the very judgment of God so that we can be certain of a welcome into our heavenly home. But if that's true, and if Jesus really did rise from the dead, it's urgent. And so can I encourage you to do everything you can to look into the claims and teaching of Jesus Christ And it might be that you you know that it's true, but you've been putting off taking the crown off your own head and placing it at his feet. Can I encourage you even today to pray to God 
and ask him to forgive you your sins and for Jesus to be your refuge. But secondly, as I close, I guess most of us um, listening to this will be Christian people. And let, let me just reassure you, it is very normal to feel anxious, to feel worry and fear as we think about our situation and our future and all sorts of things in our lives. But, but Psalm 46 encourages us that we don't have to. That as we look to God and we see what he's like, as we see his power, his secure promise of a home with him, that he'll right every wrong, as we know him better, well, it will release the grip of fear on our hearts. And so can I encourage you to take your anxieties in prayer to God now, to lay them at Jesus' feet along with the crown on your head. Because we don't need to fear. Let me pray. Our Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that in Jesus we have a refuge, a fortress to keep us safe against everything that we face and bring us to our heavenly home with you. We want to acknowledge that we're anxious and worried about many things. We want them to lay them at your feet and to ask you to teach us to trust you and to cast out fear from our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.